When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chemist Warehouse March catalogue sale on now. Find David off hot water 110 mil now only 39.99. This is Hurricane Valley with Gordon Simpson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, this is Hurricane Valley, and uh, you are with Ricardo Ball and uh, a very, uh, a very injured uh, Gordon Simpson, mate. You've done your wing. What's going on? I thought you, you you're done doing doing injuries. Yeah, um, unfortunately, a little little accident at work today. Trying to uh, carry something. Um, I used to try and carry a lot of locks and sort of got away with that. But clearly, I couldn't lift up a, a little platform uh, ladder that um, unfortunately uh, did some damage to my uh, bicep. Oh mate, that's uh, that's a that's a horrible way to to, to start the day. Um, uh, sorry, sorry to hear that. So, uh, what surgery we're thinking? Yeah, uh, potentially. Just talking to Steve Devine, he says he did it previously, and um, he said, "Yep, no, nah, you're getting surgery." So, um, yeah, listen, that that might be number eighteen and uh, <laughs> surgery. surgery so, yeah, so it's yeah. I'd hope I'd thought I'd got away from it all too. That we can rebuild them, we can make them better. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Now this is Hurricane Valley with Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Uh, uh, Gordy, it, it was a. Very good, solid performance from uh, the Hurricanes on the weekend. You know, they they, they went to Townsville, high, high humidity, high heat, against a pretty good team as well, you know, we've seen from the Reds. And at half time, it was probably a toss of a coin, but man, second half, they just blew the Reds away, didn't they? Yeah, it'll be interesting um, what was said at half time in that Hurricanes changing room because they came out and they, they really did dominate. Um, I mean, we can put that first half down to a lot of scrappiness, whether it's the first game. Um, obviously, the conditions had a lot to do with it as well. Uh, and maybe just in that second half, the Hurricanes adjusted better than the, the Reds. Um, certainly, the uh, that front five that I was mentioning last week um, that needed the front up, I thought were outstanding. That scrum looked solid as a rock and... Um, obviously the Lucys were um, they were outstanding too, and the backs they did they did a bit of some good stuff too. The, blue, the, the backs they were okay, <laughs> yeah. they were okay. Um, uh, what did you make though? I mean, you know your, your area of expertise, shall we say? Uh, we've got the team out today. Uh, Peter Larkai is on the bench for this one. Duplessis Karifi gets the start. Last week uh, was the other way around, and Duplessis has just been named the Wellington Lions captain for the next NPC season. On the bench, Peter Larkai, the, the the rookie, gets the start. Uh, how do you think he went? Yeah, listen, I think it was uh, he would have had his nerves, obviously, um, being in such a key position. Um, so I think it was great that they gave him a chance. Uh, young guy, fit as a fiddle, uh, wanted to get out there, and um, you know maybe they held um, they held back uh, Duplessis Karifi uh, just to give Peter Larkai a bit of a chance, get him into the game early, get him into the season early. Um, but I think we all know that Duplessis is is a quality player, and I think I mentioned him last week. Um, I, I think he's um, he's got a big season ahead of him, so um, it'll be good to see him start. But I think Peter Lakai was, was a, had a really strong start. Yeah, and so Peter Lakai uh, goes uh, to the bench. Duplessis Karifi uh, comes into the team. Uh, they also had a uh, an injury to Devin Flanders, which means Brandon Iosi comes in on the blind side. Um, 
out of the Manawatu. How much do you know about Braden Iosi? I don't know a lot about him personally. Um, I, I I guess he's obviously a, a class player. He's captain of the I think the Turbos. Mm. Um, so. Um, it'll be interesting. I'll be I'll be a, 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 a sort of interested onlooker as well. So see how he goes. He's got his chance, um, and uh, I'm sure he'll take the, make the most of it. And he's got some key guys around him. He's got a lot of experience around him. So um, it's probably a great place for him to start. Uh, obviously, unfortunate with the injury, but you know sometimes you, you get a chance, you take it. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what you got to do, right? Yeah, and uh, he, he couldn't have two better players around him either, right? So you got Artie Savia. As your number eight, you've got Duplessis Carifi, as we mentioned, the new Wellington Lions skipper at, at seven. So uh, that, that's a pretty formidable-looking loose trio to go up against the Rebels, who, of course, went to went to Perth, had a big half-time lead and blew it. Yeah, um, I didn't see that game either. I think it was a bit past my bedtime. Um, <laughs> it's but, a midnight uh, kickoff made yeah, in Perth, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to be fair, I watched the highlights the next day. I didn't stay up and watch that one. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't watch that game. I didn't get around to watching the highlights as well. But, um, yeah, I, I read a little bit about them having such a large lead and then sort of falling over in that second half. Um, obviously, the Hurricanes would have started to watch some video analysis and and, um, and probably pinpoint some certain areas. They might come out charging. Obviously, it's their home game and home crowd, so um, they'll probably come out with a hiss and a roar. Uh, but the, I guess the Hurricanes will sort of fall back and maybe try and monitor that and try and sort of, you know, I guess take them over in the second half like they did exactly against um, the team last week. And well, normally speaking, you know, uh, you, discipline's key, right? But I think against the Rebels... Discipline is, to, to use really good English, dip, discipline is Kia. Um, because uh, they've got a bloke called Reese Hodge who can kick penalties from 60 metres. Yeah, um, yeah, but we've got we've got Geordie Barrett. So that, that's they quite an interesting... penalties from 60 metres. Yeah, exactly. So I guess they can cancel each other out. So, yeah, listen, I think every game's going to be... Um, I think there's a lot of good kickers in the competition now. They, there's a lot of specialists out there. Um, but you've got two there, two individuals there that can uh, really you know, smash the kick over from a long way out. So... Yeah, discipline's always important, especially with the um, with the new things around now and the cards and stuff. Um, you got to be very careful with your discipline. Yeah, what did you think? What did you make of the pace of the game now that brought these new laws? And did you was it noticeably faster for you? I thought it was. I thought there was it wasn't as much um, delay in, in certain areas, the scrum, the kickoffs. I mean, I, I think one of the kicks, Geordie didn't get his teeth for it to about fifteen seconds to go, but he still nailed the kick. So um, I think it, I think it improves. Uh, I think sometimes. We get a little bit sort of um, annoyed about the lingering restarts of scrums and, and lineouts and then the TMO. So um, no, I think I was actually um, I was actually pleasantly surprised and happy with um, how that um, game flowed. Yeah, I thought it went it went uh, it went very well, and and maybe it was that pace that really got the uh, the Canes over over the line. I wouldn't imagine a Brad Thorn team's unfit, but I mean it is something new, right? Yeah, it is, and. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of elements we could sort of break it down, but I, I just thought that the the Reds um, front five who are predominantly pretty good. Obviously, they've got a coach who used to play in it, so he probably targets that as a key area for him when he's coaching. Um, but I thought that the Hurricanes really dominated the the um, that front five, and to be fair, I thought that I thought the Reds were a little bit disappointing in that area. Yeah, well, I mean, and if you're going forward, then it makes it easier for the blokes behind you, right? And then they they can they can look good. Yeah, exactly, and that's why we you know we saw we saw a lot of the loose forwards from Wellington, um, probably more so in the second half. Like I said, that first half was a little bit scrappy, a lot of drop balls and and loose carries. Um, but definitely in that second half, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of vision of the uh, Wellington loose forwards, and that comes back to all the, the work that the uh, front five did. Now uh, I do have to ask you, Gordy. We're doing this uh, every every uh, 
week throughout the season. Uh, thanks to DHL, it is the DHL Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Round. Um, who's your hurricane of the round? Oh, I think I mentioned him last week, and it was hard to go past him. You know, you sort of have a leader, and you, you follow your leader, and, and I think he's led from the front. So, um, you know, it, it's there's probably a lot of listeners out there saying, "Oh, you are so very again." But listen, um, they had they had they had some one guy there that put them on the front foot. Um, I could easily say this uh, front row too because they don't get a, probably as much acknowledgement as they did. I thought the scrum was outstanding, but I'll, I'll go with Artie just because um, he made some key turnovers at key times as well uh, when the Reds were attacking. And um, on the front foot, he you know he did some bullocking runs which were outstanding, put the Hurricanes forward. There you go. That is uh, Gordy's uh, Hurricane of the Week thanks to DHL. DHL Super Rugby Pacific, uh, second week in Melbourne. It is the Super Round. You can catch all the action live on Sky Sport. And uh, what about outside of the Canes? Just overall from what you saw over the weekend who stood out from uh, stood out for you as a player from maybe one of the other teams or, or as an overall competition player? Yeah, well, listen, I, I've heard that probably the most popular one that's been sort of mentioned this week is Mark Talia, but it's very hard for me to choose a back, um, just for history reasons. Um, uh, so, um, listen, I, I thought the Chiefs were outstanding in their performance against the Crusaders. I thought Sam Kane, who's obviously injured last year, I thought he was he, he really did well. And probably people are saying, well, why do you keep picking open slide and loose forwards? You know, and I say, well, you know, I do I obviously do watch them a lot more in the games than <laughs> other players. Um, Brady Retallick. I uh, thought played well. Nankerville, I thought played really well. Mm. Um, he's a back, um, and yeah, obviously Mark Tilly. I think um, Don Papalia. You know, I keep coming back to the Lucys. Um, so for me, I, I mean, I'd probably say Sam Kane. He, he he was one that pressed me. He's sort of coming back, and I think you know he he obviously wants to put his front foot forward because there was some um, there was some good performances by the All Blacks Lucys last year. Yeah, well, actually, on that uh, we got the news today that uh, Ian Foster has said that he's not going to put his name forward to uh, be All Black coach post the World Cup. I don't know if it's quite a dummy spit, but um, given how he went out and, and kind of had a whinge to the press um, uh, behind the backs of his bosses, what do you, what do you make of that? Yeah, listen, I, I mean, I think, as I guess from the general public, there'll probably be a lot of people saying, yeah, it's, it's probably time. Um, his results have been inconsistent. Um, and I think as, as the um, New Zealand public, we expect a lot more consistency. Um, so, yeah, listen, uh, that's his call. Uh, he's made that call. Um, regardless of whether he's spat the dummy or not, uh, he's made that call now. I guess now it's just really finding out who's going to be the replacement because um, there's a lot of whispers going around about certain coaches going overseas or sort of linked to overseas positions. So, um, yeah, it's a sort of a little bit of a sort of lolly scramble at the moment to find out who. I mean, we, obviously we don't know the inside those those New Zealand rugby union walls, but um, yeah, it's a bit of a lolly scramble. So I, I, I couldn't actually say who, who would be a leading contender. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who it is because I don't think it's all uh, as obvious as maybe the, the press make it out to be, right? It's not all Scott Robertson. There's a few other options kicking around there and uh, it might surprise a few, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. It is 11 past seven here on Hurricane Valley uh, with Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. It's a quarter past seven here on SENZ. It is Hurricane Valley, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And, Gordy, it is an away game, a second away game on the bounce. Um, the first one up in Townsville, as we've talked about. This one is in Melbourne. How, uh, I know it's only Australia, but how difficult is that as, uh, for an athlete to be, you know, on the road for, you know, a couple of weeks back to back? 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's probably so hard initially in the beginning of the season. Um, I think if um, once you play sort of seven or eight, nine games into this difficult competition, it'll probably be a bit taxing on you then, if you, especially if you're away for two weeks in a row. Um, these guys have been doing it for a long time. Um, obviously, back in the day, going to South Africa too. Um, so going across the ditch, probably not so, probably not so difficult. But um, listen, there's always a, there'll probably always be a small element of it. And I mean, the Rebels. Are, I mean, it's a super round in Melbourne, right? So, uh, if anybody's home, it's it's the Rebels. Um, how much difference did, did it make for you playing in front of a, a hostile crowd? Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess it's 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 the individual himself. To be fair, I um, a lot of places, uh, even with big crowds, you sort of have this sort of. I guess I don't know what it is. It's a mental block or not, where you, you don't really hear a lot of the crowd. Um, I found that a lot of my career was I was. And I was trying to be more focused in, in the game itself, and I didn't actually hear the crowd so much. Um, but um, no, I think guys have been, you know, especially experienced guys that have been around for a while, the crowd doesn't really come into the equation. You sort of just uh, work on your own ability, do your part of the team, the team sort of situation, and um, go from there. So no, I, listen, I think we, I think uh, with professionalism, how far we've evolved now, it's um, it's just something that you do. It's hard pre-season to tell just exactly where teams are at right and you know we talked a bit about that last week and and for me I looked at it and thought well probably the Crusaders the Blues and the Chiefs look just a touch above everyone else I'm not so sure now having seen the Hurricanes last week and the way they put the Reds away in the second half of that game did that change your thoughts on the Canes this season? Oh, listen, I'm always going to support the Canes because it's where I'm from um, as far as playing um, but um, I I don't think I don't think um, it's it's that easy to sort of make a make a call so early. Obviously, you've got the key teams like the Crusaders, and um, you know I think the Chiefs have sort of come into fa- sort of favourites now alongside. Um, I don't know if the Crusaders are still there. I haven't seen the actual betting, but um, you know the 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 Chiefs uh, obviously performed well last week. The Blues obviously had a had a big big win and a great performance. Um, but listen, we're in week two, so um, I guess we've got to sort of take it with a pinch of salt and say uh, it's still early doors. Um, and I think the, I guess the, the real start of the season when it will start to kick in, maybe you know the sort of rounds eight, nine, and ten and stuff like that. So we will get a bit, bit, a bit more of a better sort of idea of where teams are. Yeah, well, here's the outright winner market, and it's uh, a three-way tie. <laughs> uh, would you believe for the Blues, the Chiefs, and the Crusaders all paying three twenty-five, and then the Hurricanes at seven dollars. Uh, and then after that, it's the Brumbies at 15s. So there's a bit of a difference there. Yeah, yeah, I'll listen. Um, yeah, listen, um, obviously last week the, the Chiefs came out of the, the, the blocks real real fast and really strong, and I thought their performance was outstanding. Um, the Crusaders are always going to be around. They're going to come back. Um, they had a few guys missing, uh, some key guys, some key individuals, some key All Blacks. Uh, once they come back, that'll strengthen their team up again. Um and the Hurricanes, listen, like I said last week, if the Hurricanes can keep their their main sort of 23 together, then they'll, they'll, they'll put in a good performance and they could be the surprise packages of the year. Um, but like I said, if there's it, injuries also kick in during the season, certain teams lose some key players. And those key players, I mean, you think you take Artie Savere out of the Hurricanes team and you go, that's a massive loss. So other teams have got those kind of players too. So um, certainly in certain positions. So you lose, you lose a couple of key players. It does... It does sort of um, put some sort of acid on on your team sort of moving forward. I talked to Tim Horan a couple of Sundays ago and floated the idea that the uh, 
the, the game between the Western Force and the Melbourne Rebels was the uh, the wooden spoon the wooden spoon match up already. Um, he didn't argue too much. Do you think, given you know, we think well, probably the Rebels are going to be one of the weaker teams running around. There was a temptation from Jason Holland to rest Artie Xavier. They've got to give the All Blacks X amount of games off. Would, would that have been a game if, if you were in the mix that you might have thought he he'd get to sit? Yeah, potentially. Um, it's it's obviously a difficult one because they have to rest the the All Blacks. Um, maybe it's maybe it's a home game. Maybe when sort of you got your home crowd behind you and and some of those maybe not so experienced individuals um, have those kind of have that kind of support around them. Um, uh, it's a, especially if it's a new guy into a new competition, a vocal crowd um, can be quite intimidating. I know we've got some senior players around those guys, um, but it can, uh, you know, especially as the first game like the Peter Lakai last week, um, he he would have been feeling it a bit, you know, um, but he would have had the right guys around him. But you know, it was it was probably a good time to have him in there, and um, and um, yeah, for, so moving forward, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say maybe maybe rest him in a home game. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, 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 it's a it's a good call those two uh, two teams being the wooden spoon because I'm, I've got a funny feeling of the season that they won't be too far off the bottom. Mm. Yeah, well, especially after what we saw from the draw in Moana Pacifica, those two teams look like they're well up for it. Yeah, it was, that was actually a really good game. I, I sort of um, flicked over back and forth now and then uh, with all the sports going on, and um, yeah, it wasn't there wasn't a lot of difference in the in the score for uh, most of that game. So. Two evenly matched teams, um, and certainly some um, some good hits. Oh, some great <laughs> hits. And, and do you think also, you know, we've got the the new laws, right? So, uh, well, it's not a new law, but it's a, a law they've told the referees to to clamp down on. So, now when you get a, a line out, the the guy that catches the ball on the line out, if you go to a rolling wall, he has to be the first contact with the defence. You can't put a player between the two, uh, which has obviously changed a few things. Um, do you think that helps? Particularly Moana, who who did struggle a bit with defending the rolling ball last season. Yeah, absolutely helps. I mean, um, I'm still not sure. I mean, whether you can still bring the guy straight down too, and that'd probably be the easiest thing because you don't have those guys sort of holding him up now initially. Um, so it certainly gives those teams, uh, I guess, the opportunity to um, sort of stop that more straight away, and it's and it's sort of um, action. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think it's good. Uh, there's probably a lot of sort of hardcore rugby enthusiasts out there say, "Oh, why are you doing that for?" Um, but I think in the long term, it'll 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 serve a purpose, and it'll it'll also and um, give those sort of I guess those other teams uh, a bit of chance of sort of rolling. And listen, I think back in the day, there the rolling more was great, but I think a little of us, little few of us are a little bit over it now. It's good for a little while, but when you do it like thirty or forty meters down the down the pitch, it's sort of like mm, mm. we'd like to see some rugby. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah exactly. Not rather than just the human turtle. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now, uh, the other qu- question I wanted to ask you, uh, Gordy, and, and I know he's a back, but uh, he's very close to the forwards. Uh, Cam Roygaard, um, he's the the county's uh, Manukau halfback. He got a late call up into the New Zealand Māori team, or the All Black Māori team last year, uh, as the third halfback there. And obviously with no TJ Peranata, uh, he snaked Jamie Booth for the starting nine jersey. Uh, how do you think he went um, working with that pack? Yeah, listen. Like, obviously, difficult conditions. I thought he was. I thought he stood up and accounted himself really well. He, um, he, uh, his clearance from the from the from the base was really good. Um, 
I think there was a couple of maybe little mistimed passes. But I think overall, especially you know to get over Jamie Booth, who's a sort of a um, seasoned sort of player, uh, is great, and it's, it just shows that you know the Hurricanes do have that that depth. And I think the only thing it's going to do for him is give him more confidence and more more sort of hunger to get out there and have more more performances. And with his performance, um, yeah, I, I couldn't squash it. It was it was a, it was a good good performance. Dollar sixteen is what the Hurricanes are playing, paying head to head to beat the Rebels in Melbourne. Or the Rebels are paying five bucks, uh, so they're big favourites. The Canes. So they get over the line this weekend. They're two from two, and they haven't played at home yet. How big is that to set your season up? Oh, massive, massive for the Hurricanes. Um, I'm not, I'm not privy to sort of what, how they've sort of started the last few years. Uh, I think it's sort of up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm. If they can get two wins in a row. Um, and I guess that's always the thing with the Hurricanes. They they could probably beat any team on the day, but now and then they could have the odd slip up to against maybe a team that they they uh, assume they're, they're going to win. Played Moana Pacifica last year. <laughs> exactly right, spot on. Didn't want to bring that up. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'll do it for you. Exactly. Um, no, I think it'll be a great... It'll, and it'll also send confidence um, through the Hurricanes team and also tell the other teams, well, you know, there might have only been three that you guys are thinking could win it. Well, these, we've just we've just rolled a fourth one in because um, the confidence is up. And I think with Hurricanes and, 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 and the, the Wellington t- NPC team or the Mitre team, whatever it's called now, the Bunnings, yeah. I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> they... they um, they're always run on confidence. Um, they've got a lot of explosive players, and when their confidence is up, um, they're they're electrifying and, and great to watch. They're uh, they're a good team. Uh, you can't can't deny that, particularly after watching that second half uh, from last week, Gordy. Um, they have made a couple of changes this week. We touched on them at the top, but uh, you know some of it's enforced by injury, uh, some of it obviously a little bit of rotation. One of those is Owen Franks goes to the bench, Tyrell Lomax comes into the starting team, uh, and then obviously, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Peter Larkai jumping, uh, going to the bench, Duplessis Karifi coming in, Braden Iosi uh, coming in as well um, to, uh, to replace uh, Devin Flanders, who's been injured. But that team's looking pretty good, mate. That team's looking pretty good. What, have you got a prediction for the weekend? Oh, listen, I think, I think like I said earlier, the, the, um, the Rebels will come out and hiss and a roar, especially in front of their home crowd. Um, I think they, the Hurricanes continue to play their game. Um, and you know, it's, it's the same old cliche. Um, do their game, their game plan, their game pattern. And um, I think they just got the class to um, sort of get over that Rebels team. I mean, that might be the first, it might be a tug, and, tug of war for the first 60 minutes. Yeah. But I think the Hurricanes are, are overall player to player a better team. Uh, and they've shown that, but the, they, they've got a front up. They sort of they can't just expect it to happen just because they've had a good performance last week, um, which I'm sure they might. I'm sure Jason's sort of um, outlined that to them. You know, one win's just one win. You know, we've got a long season ahead of us. Um, keep building, keep working hard. Um, one player I didn't say before, which I did was really impressive last week, uh, was um, Asafa Omoa. I thought he came on and made some real damaging runs and um, changed a lot of the game. So that was probably one that I did miss last week. Another Ford, I know, but yeah. Oh, well, you, it's you know, no good if you're not mentioning Fords, Gordy. <laughs> All right, uh, this has been Hurricane Valley. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, uh, the real house of fragrances. We'll be back again next Wednesday from 7 o'clock.